ahead on set. Rolling. Action. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Enkai. We're really excited to be back here. I'm Sebastian. And I'm Caitlin. And we're once again here with another movie review. Woot woot. Today's movie is The Batman. Long awaited review. We're finally reviewing it. This came out all the way back in March. It's been a while. It has been a little bit. Um, the best month of the year, of March. Course. Your birthday month. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, so right off the bat, this movie is long. Really long. It is two hours and 56 minutes, which is basically three hours if you think about it. Because, you know, we stay for the whole credits and all of that. Because you gotta. Because you have to, yes. This movie was very long. At times, I felt like the movie could end. Like, oh, this is where it's ending. Oh, no, never mind. We're continuing. (laughs) Many times with the movie, I feel like it could have been shortened. And some Mm -hmm. of the details, even though some were really, really interesting and I wanted to know more, I feel like some details were not touched upon Mm -hmm. as much as they should. And other details were like, why do you talk about that that much? Interesting, interesting. We'll get into that more as well as we go into our synopsis. But to give you some... Uh, little tidbits. It was officially released in the U.S. on March 4th of this year. It was directed by Matt Reeves. The music was composed by Michael Giacchino. I'm so <laughs> sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Cinematography by Greg Fraser. Screenplay by Matt Reeves and Peter Craig. And production company was Warner Bros. in DC Films. Um, this let me see. Let me, I'm going to look up Matt Reeves real quick and see if I know any of his other work. Go for it, yeah. I might not. Because I don't know about you, but I do not... I haven't really heard about his name. Okay, so he actually directed... Or who was the writer of War of the Planet of the Apes. And it was the director of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I'm kind of sad that I haven't seen those movies. Yeah. I've been wanting to watch him. I think I just don't have the spirit to sit through another saga of movies because i know like it's the same thing with jurassic mm-hmm. park in which yeah. i've seen the ones that come on theaters mm-hmm. but i don't have the the effort in me to actually yeah. watch all of the movies that have come out because there is so many mm-hmm. of them i think it's the same with planet of the apes exactly yeah and the reason that i mentioned the music too we have to talk about the music first of all there was that amazing song by nirvana that they included mm-hmm. something in the way i i became obsessed with that song i absolutely love that and then just the soundtrack and the music i was on the edge of my seat Most because definitely. of that it was so different than i think if you even can, can compare it to marvel and how they structure their soundtracks mm-hmm. it just feels like so different so much more moody atmospheric oh, i mean if you want to go into that a little bit i feel like marble is going for a whole world yeah uh, so that world has to be really consistent with throughout all the movies yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's really hard to keep this kind of consistency with a movie like um endgame for example mm-hmm. because what batman is doing is actually they're going for mood they're going yeah the, the whole detail attention to detail Mm-hmm. Uh, is all of that work that they put behind that movie specifically for that movie. I don't really think that it's going to be a DC universe and they're going to move this Batman with a bunch of people. <laughs> I know there will be sequels, uh-huh. but I don't think this will fit a whole world, a whole universe of yeah. superheroes. Also, DC isn't red. The color red and yes. like tan 
was throughout this entire film. Mm. Like that, like red, black, and tan is not something that you see really in many of the other All movies. Right, it wouldn't really fit. <laughs> so we're going a little bit into the mood, but I feel like we should definitely talk about the movie itself, like mm-hmm. the summary of the movie itself, really quick, yeah. and then we can come back to the color because I think there's a lot to say in that in that aspect. Definitely. So as we mentioned, this movie is very long, so we're gonna try to make the synopsis a little bit shorter. Um, but so for the title are two main characters uh we have robert pattinson playing the batman zoe kravitz playing selena kyle aka like Catwoman. Mm-hmm. uh the riddler our main antagonist is played by paul dano and then we also have penguin who makes an appearance he's not necessarily a the penguin villain per se he's not the penguin that we know in the comics yeah he's just he just sort of exists as if he's like a, a mafia boss. Which I think is yeah. great, but it's also mm-hmm. another reason why this wouldn't actually be a DC Universe kind of exactly. thing. Because we know the Penguin as, like, mm-hmm. the Penguin. Uh, and I feel like kind of the same thing with the Riddler. I think you can get away mm-hmm. with, the, with the Riddler being different than the comics. But I think it's just so iconic that yeah. changing it for a whole universe will be um, counterproducent, mm-hmm. I will say. Yeah. So, Penguin was played by Colin Farrell, and then we have Alfred, mm-hmm. the butler, as we all know, played by Andy Serkis, and then we have James Gordon, who is the lead detective, and mm-hmm. he, it seems like he has, in a, in a previous time before the movie starts, has developed this relationship with the Batman where he invites him onto scenes of crime so that the Batman can help solve it, and the Batman is... He's not well liked by the police. That's kind of stated from the beginning. He's just more seen as like a vigilante, but mm. not necessarily the police's best friend. Which I thought was interesting because I always thought they were more buddy buddy. I don't know if that's just how. Okay, I two things it. really quick. So first of all, definitely reminds me of the interaction uh, with Sherlock Holmes uh, yeah, in the show. Definitely, definitely, it's like just an extra person, but mm-hmm. we definitely need you. Second of all, Colin Farrell. Excuse me? What? You know that? I had no idea. The makeup was really good. And then they put on a fat suit so that you can't, like, see... I think before I saw the movie, I did see a video on how the transformation went about. It's really cool. But right now, I am amazed. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, they did great. Uh, So, like I said, this uh, movie is... has The main antagonist is the Riddler and the crimes that the Riddler does. And so what I think... What makes this movie... I guess really impactful for me more than edge of my seat is that we actually get a really interesting glimpse into Gotham City. I mm-hmm. actually can compare this to the Gotham that we see in Joker. I think we yeah. get a lot of the political we hear a lot of the political mm-hmm. movements and more of like the anger building up within the city. You like can this see is why that Arkham more. is so messed up. Exactly. Yep. Um and we see that on Halloween night at the very beginning of the movie when the mayor of Gotham City is murdered by the Riddler. And it that honestly freaked me out. I thought <laughs> the scares are really great. It wasn't any jump scare necessarily, tension. but it still it was, was so tense. And I was I knew he was going to die, but I was terrified how he was going to die. There was a really subtle like reveal. Mm-hmm. It's the reveals where you see the Riddler very briefly that I think scared me the most. I got to compare um, this movie really quick to one of my favorite movies of all mm-hmm. times, The Crow. Ooh, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. there is a lot of inspiration that went about to make the Batman. I mean, the eye makeup alone. The eye makeup, <laughs> the mood. Yeah. 
if you look at the mood in the crow, mm-hmm. you can see those red tones. You can see that darkness yeah. throughout the movie, and just those comedic relief moments. I want to mm-hmm. say in which we know everything is fine, but yeah. then when you think everything is fine, everything goes wrong. Mm-hmm. I think the inspiration with the crow is really evident in that. I can totally see that now that you bring that up. Yeah. So the reason that the Riddler is sort of the main antagonist is because he's also leaving envelopes, like letters, Mm -hmm. like to the Batman. Um, So nobody knows that Batman, like no one knows Batman's actual identity pretty Mm -hmm. much. Um, I I feel like that's how it's always been in the comics, but I feel like I've also seen other versions. That is something that DCs always try to like stick onto their characters. Like like, they have secret secret identities. Something that completely... Mm -hmm. uh, differs from uh, how marvel does their things because we all know who the superheroes exactly are, yeah and barely um, anybody has a secret mm-hmm. identity so yeah our, our um our lead detective guy or not necessarily lead detective but our detective guy who's best mm-hmm. friends with batman uh gordon he's trying to help him out um but the other keeps leaving these very bizarre clues um, there's this one instance where someone gets kidnapped and has a collar bomb attached oh to his neck. That was so intense. And the whole time, the, the Riddler's main goal is he wants to expose mm-hmm. something that's occurring in the political sphere of Almost Gotham. Jigsaw-like. Yeah, definitely. Where the Riddler has insider information that there's a rat, that there's corruption, mm-hmm. that something bad is happening with him, that they don't really care about the people. Like the poor kids from uh, Jigsaw. Yeah, exactly. So he, that's also why he's targeting people that also work within the government, FBI, mm-hmm. sort of whatever agency you can call that in Gotham. Um, he's targeting them. It's not just normal people. It's people that work in that government environment. On that note, one of the most amazing characters that I really liked was Falcon. Mm, yeah, or Falcone, I think. Falcone, yeah. yeah. It's a last name. Yeah, he was played by John Turturro. I really I think he was him. great. His character yeah. didn't appear nearly as much, and that's one of the things mm-hmm. that I think that they should have talked more about mm-hmm. during the movie because he's such a great character, such a great actor, yeah. and I would love to see more of it. What I definitely liked a lot was that you meet all these people, and it's like, oh, they're friends with the Penguin. They must be mm-hmm. bad guys. Yeah. Or, oh, they're with the government. They must be good guys. I feel and like you like... need more of the Penguin relationship <laughs> with all of these people mm-hmm. as well and how the nightclub The Penguin run. knows everybody and they have like this whole nightclub thing. And you um, almost don't know who the bad guy is. Exactly. I mean, you know it's Riddler, but who else? And it's just interesting as you start understanding who knows who and who's mm-hmm. friends with who and who paid off who. Which sometimes is complicated. Sometimes it's complicated, which makes this a three-hour long yeah. movie. Um, but I just thought it was really interesting how I looked at all these people that we were being introduced to and I could not for the life of me know who technically is our rat, who like is our so, bad at, guy. At some point, I felt like the butler was the bad guy. I know, <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody could be it. Yeah. Um, and obviously what makes it interesting is that the Riddler even has seems to have more information about the Batman himself, mm-hmm. almost as if he's egging on that he knows what his secret identity is and it's just like oh my god who is the riddler Uh, because we also don't know who the riddler is the entire time we just see him in his appearance so we don't even know who he is as a person which by the way i have a huge uh, funko pop collection that's the only pop i'm missing from the batman movie you need a riddler one we'll have to get you one (laughs) um but yeah so 
as as we continue on, the Batman, like we mentioned, he uh, decides to investigate this nightclub for information about mm-hmm. the Riddler, um, because he's the Riddler's dropping clues about Penguin, about Falcone, about a bunch of other people, and they all go to this one nightclub um, where oh, it's called the Iceberg Lounge, where which actually makes a lot of sense. I know. <laughs> This is where the Batman first sees Selina Kyle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was just by curiosity or physical attraction or something, but he follows her home that night. And that's when he realizes that she, at nighttime, puts on this disguise, Catwoman. like Catwoman, and tries to steal um, things. He sh- this She was trying to steal, I think, her friend's passport or something like that or yeah. money because the mayor knew her roommate slash friend he was maybe, looking for girlfriend. the friend yeah it was a lot going on there was a lot going that on. but she minutes, was yeah. trying to find her because she cares about her and she was kidnapped mm-hmm. um and so she knows that the mayor was had, had like a connection with her mm-hmm. um and knew that the mayor has something to do about her like disappearance but now that the mayor is dead it's not like she can go to him so she broke into his house and uh, the Batman follows her there to see what she's up to because of course he's suspicious of her like you're going to a crime scene by Um, the way the reason why I say that the iceberg is a really nice um, name for that club is because there is a club that everybody can go in Mm -hmm. but then there is the club underneath the club such as an iceberg that has more underneath than on top also the penguin goes there penguins icebergs I really like that (laughs) That's probably a better analogy. I'm so sorry if this synopsis is all over the place, but it is, the plot is a little bit all over the place with how many people that you're meeting. So if you ask a lot of questions during movies, good luck watching this. Um, So then we find out that Falcone is Selena's father. And he killed her mother. Mm -hmm. And she wants revenge on him. But she knows that. The subplot. Where she wants revenge for her mother's death, like avenging her death, and the Batman's just like, well, okay, I also want to get to know Falcon, <laughs> so I guess I'm going to help you out here. They. And isn't he yeah. like a no-kill policy kind of guy? What, the Batman? You, yeah, like, don't kill them, just don't kill them. I don't remember, he was, well, because wasn't he threatening this one guy by, like, about, like, gonna, like throw him off the ledge if you wouldn't tell who the well, rat yeah. was. But I don't I that think the Batman I think the Batman in general and DC in general is like I'm not gonna kill the bad guys. I'm He's just gonna, gonna have capture them. Arrested, them. Yeah. Publicize them. Which I guess also makes sense, which is why I probably thought he was really, really buddy buddy with the police since he would always hand over all the villains yeah. to the police at the end of the day. But uh, at the very end we found out that Falcone was the informant all along, who mm-hmm. was the big the rat. rat. Um, which initially, which initially we <laughs> thought that the rat was uh, the penguin because they made this comment about mm-hmm. rat with wings and they're exactly. like, yeah, penguin. But Falcone, Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> it's always play on words right there. They must have had a lot of fun writing that in the riddles. Um, so then it, we find out that the Riddler is just like this random accountant like, he's just honestly a random guy. The, the guy, yeah, his, his name's Edward Nashton. I think that's, like, his official name. But he's just, like, a random guy. Like, he mm-hmm. he wasn't anybody of 
impressive power. But that was his point was he's able to see a lot was going on because he was a nobody. Yeah. Um, and he actually gained a really big online following that mm-hmm. all banded together to become like him and become vengeful against the government. So he set up bombs because the whole city is surrounded by water. So this is like the very last climax of the movie yeah. where he sets up bombs to blow up the wall so that every, keeps the, the, city, the gets, city from flooding. Yep. So then the whole city starts flooding. Everybody has to run to the center of town where it just so happens that the new mayor was elected. The new mayor is uh, Bella Real, played by Jamie Lawson, by the way. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I liked her performance a lot. So apparently what the plan was is to flood the entire city, have everybody rush in to that one main hall where, where she they was were giving waiting speech, for them where riddler's followers were waiting for them up in the i don't want to call them like rafters, the lights but like where the lights are with guns to have a mass shooting incident mm-hmm. i heard a lot of people complaining about that actually because they said that that felt too real as something that could actually happen in real life because but i it also is. feel like that's the point yeah because it is i feel like gotham's supposed to be more real like how Gotham and the Joker was supposed to be. I mean, to we real. know, we all know that um, this city is completely based off New York. Yes. So if it feels Dumb. real, it's because it is real. Yeah. And I don't think we need to get into that right I now. I know. <laughs> but I just, I heard people complain. Um, so then the Batman has to save everybody. Um, the city is still in shambles. The mayor survives the incident. All of Riddler's followers are able to be taken down. I'm sorry, that was my computer. <laughs> um, the All of his followers are able to be taken down. Um, we see a brief moment of the Riddler in prison meeting the Joker, yep. which I thought was interesting. I really wanted to see the Joker. I was actually really excited, but I guess it's not. It's not. It's time. We not one thing about this Joker that is going to drive me insane what? is the fact that we know, or at least I think, is not a... Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. But it's also not the other Joker. The one from Suicide Squad. Oh, Jared Leto? Jared Leto. Yeah. It's a completely different guy. There's a credit that says Unseen Arkham Guy, and it's played (laughs) by Barry Kogan. I mean, yeah, it's not said that it's the Joker. We hear the laugh, and we see the prisoner through like a like a glass that's kind of distorted so you see yeah. kind of like the smile it's the joker we all know it's the joker but they're just not gonna just say it especially not in the credits but yeah uh, i know we could have done a better job of <laughs> reading out the synopsis I but think there it was, was good. so much that happened in this movie so if you want to know a little bit more understand a little bit more just go watch it i'm pretty sure it should be on hbo max soon it right? is oh, it, it already it's is been, it's yeah been so you can watch it on there now we watched it in theaters um in case you're wondering. But, so, is there anything else you want to talk about before we go into other people's reviews? Because I mean, I want to touch on insane. really quick, as we said, on the color and mm-hmm. the mood. This yeah. is something that movies have been doing for a long time. Mm-hmm. The first thing that comes to my mind is another one of his movies, um, Twilight. Oh, right, one of Robert Pattinson's movies? Yeah. yeah. Well, the first one specifically, because the, the, the first one had one. all the blue yeah so you know that mood is something really important and color is what can drive you your mood with the sound design Mm -hmm. of a movie so i feel like the the small like blues like music that they put for the batman with all of the dark tones Mm -hmm. which by the way some people complain that it was too dark to the point that you could not see some detail Uh, but movie theaters actually have come up and said that 
it depends on the movie theater that you go to mm-hmm. and on the viewing room that you're going to as well mm-hmm. that uh, some screens might be darker than other ones so it's not the movie itself it might be the movie theater being too dark so know that movie. if you're gonna watch it in your house make sure all the lights are off or else you might have some trouble seeing oh yeah definitely <laughs> yeah for sure oh, that's interesting i didn't know about i mean that. i played the batman game before uh-huh. on my ps4 and it's still really dark like the mm-hmm. batman is a dark character with a dark mood overall he's always been a moody boy yeah oh my goodness <laughs> But even when I play the video game, you have to have your lights off because there is no way you can see every single yeah. detail unless you put the brightness all the way up. Mm-hmm. Now, here is the big question everybody's been asking. Do you like Robert Pattinson as the Batman? I think I don't mind them just mm-hmm. much, a lot because there is honestly not a lot that he has to do. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> For the Batman character, you don't have to act a lot. You just put on dark eyeshadow and talk like this, and then you're done. You're the Batman. You have some stunt coordination, but that can be replaced by a stunt man. Yeah, I mean, when you're in the suit, <laughs> yes, you have to do some um, combat and whatnot. There is not a lot going on there. Uh, you can only see his chin, which I don't think looks the greatest <laughs> on, the, on the mask. But then when he has his costume off, I mm-hmm. think... He's just a moody boy, and I kind of dislike it. I think the Batman needs a better personality. He was too emo in this movie? He was way too emo. Way too emo. But it's not his fault. I just Uh think it's the Batman in general that I don't like all that much. Mm. I like the movies, but as a superhero, Batman kind of sucks. Because I remember watching (laughs) uh, The Dark Knight. Uh Amazing movie. Mm -hmm. Completely carried by the guy that played the Joker, for sure. Um, but the Batman character himself, it was another really known actor. I think that was Christian Bale. I can't quite remember. Um, but it was Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah. And I didn't understand why you looked at the Joker more because he was great. But that guy that played the Batman in that movie mm-hmm. also didn't have a lot to do. And it still kind of sucks because the Batman is just bad. Like, have you seen the Batman from Suicide Squad? Still really bad. Like, the... the Batman was in Suicide? I like, don't two seconds. That. Yeah, I like clearly friendly, never yeah, paid attention on the purple Lamborghini, Lamborghini and whatnot. But the Batman itself, as a character, is not a lot mm-hmm. going on with with it. I think they brought Robert Pattinson to uh, hype up the crowd because he's a mm-hmm. known name, and it's like, oh, this will be your comeback kind of thing. So everyone gets excited, and, and it gives um, the male community an opportunity to actually like Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> But, I guess I should also get into why I like Robert Pattinson then. <laughs> no, because you like Robert Pattinson for reasons that you shouldn't like Robert Pattinson. So oh, I'm sorry. I came in there to watch Breaking Dawn Part 3, okay? Just <laughs> saying. This is honestly exactly what happened. But yeah, I feel like they used them to bring more crowd to the movie, mm. but they could have used anybody else and it would have been the same exact movie. It wouldn't change Ouch. the bit. Honestly, if you do, like, let's say... Oh, let me think of someone. Johnny Depp. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you just love Johnny Depp so I do much. love Johnny Depp, but he would have <laughs> done such an amazing... Because Johnny Depp's done moody characters in uh-huh. the past. And have Edward's... you seen everything he did with, with the Tim Burton? Yeah, yeah, yeah Sweeney Todd, Edward Scissorhands, and whatnot. All moody characters, but he's, he does them amazingly. Mm-hmm. Like He brings life to the mood of the character. So, are you saying that Robert Pattinson's Batman was lifeless? Yes, for sure. (laughs) Oh, ouch. 
but it's not on Robert Pence. And again, I think that's just how the how Batman is. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, other Batmans that I've seen, I haven't mm-hmm. seen more than two Batman movies, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to tell on the other ones. Yeah. But for the Batmans that I've seen, there's just not a lot going on for them. Mm-hmm. That's just my take on it. Yeah, that is a hot Don't hate take. Me. <laughs> Gosh, well, like like you already know, I was there for Breaking Dawn Part Three. I love Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that man. I I was just there for the actress. <laughs> <laughs> you were there for Catwoman, and I was there for Batman. Okay, I see how it is. But yeah, um, I really like him. I now that you say he didn't really have to do much, I guess I can understand because what do you have to do? You just have to be brooding. You have to stand there in the suit. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of fight choreography, but oh, I don't know sure. how much he did. Um. But I still really liked him. I liked how it wasn't like the like there. I can I can still hear his voice. Mm-hmm. He honestly. wasn't chunky boy. He was. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like trying to do like Darth Vader from yeah. the seventies or something. So that I appreciated. I yeah, I did go see it because it was Robert Pattinson. So maybe he did get hired mm-hmm. because of that. But he has been in a lot of movies with bigger name actors and actresses they not they weren't necessarily like blockbusters but they went most definitely not big. just because you haven't heard of them doesn't mean they weren't big <laughs> movies um so i don't i don't think it was just that i think they did genuinely like him um and also this is He's one and only good movies harry potter and he was killed the first movie continue <laughs> <laughs> I I really enjoy it. I think it's hilarious that we see him go from a vampire to a bat. Robert, I, I don't hate you. Best. I really like you. If I meet, <laughs> if I meet you one day, I just want to say that I like you. <laughs> <laughs> just preface this. I do actually like you as a human being. You did great. I might work with you in the future. <laughs> yeah, just say that now. Um, yeah, no, I. I really liked him in this movie, though. I also think the chemistry between him and Catwoman were amazing. Yeah. I've even seen videos of them, and I'm just like, the way that he's looking at her. The loving moments that is were really nice. Genuine, like, huh, like any romance lovers out there. They didn't actually have like a romantic thing because she Until left the, the city. Um, so if they had anything romantic, it was just more like, oh, what I have to go. Okay, bye. Like, well, they did kiss. Yeah, but the kiss then ended up with her driving away and he stayed to help which was rebuild cool. the city. Which was cool, but I'm just saying, if anyone's there for like a really big romantic moment, mm-hmm. you don't have it. You have subtle chemistry that I thought was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I also love Zoe Kravitz. I think she was absolutely awesome in that role. Um, I loved how like suave she mm-hmm. was at times, especially when she was like undercover um, talking to a lot of people in the Iceberg Lounge. Loved that. Now, my little question on this... Honestly, I'm not a really big comic fan, mm. and so I don't follow superheroes in comics. But I have not seen a single Batman movie. I might be, wasn't Batman and Robin? Wasn't that a thing? Yeah, I yeah. think back in the eighties or something like that. I have not seen a single movie in which the Robin is actually mentioned in the Batman. I just want to say that maybe that will bring <laughs> more character to it. I don't know. Maybe it's just too stupid at this point. <laughs> it was a joke for the longest time. I mean, it was like a fun. It looked like a funny TV show. It didn't mm-hmm. even look like a serious like. Action yeah, because Robin is the casual, inside out, wa- wardrobe, with the underwear on top of the pants. He's almost like Batman's gay best friend or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 
it just it and didn't feel serious. But this Batman feels so serious that I don't think so we're ever gonna serious, meet yeah. Robin, unless this happens to be like a younger guy mm-hmm. that he just meets. But I don't think the Batman, this version of Batman, will ever get friends because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just too moody. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like. The, the, what DC is trying to do is actually really interesting because doing the Joker movie a couple years ago mm-hmm. and doing the Batman movie, I feel like they're trying to bring all these characters back to life by giving them their origin story. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to see them all on the same screen anytime soon. They're too different because the way that they built Gotham and Joker, it went into chaos, but mm-hmm. not the same. It didn't flaunt. Yeah, the city didn't flood. There was no Riddler. And he also didn't go to jail. He was a, like, he was able to escape jail. Yeah. So, I really... I don't know how they would work it in unless they sort of justify, like, oh, the ending to Joker was, like, just before I think, the first one. No, I, I think the, the Batman is definitely a one-off. No, no, no. The Joker is a one-off. Yeah. Because if you see um, the Batman, you can actually see the guy... What's the name of the Batman? What? What's the, the actual, the real name of the Batman? Bruce Wayne. Yes. Okay, I just said I don't remember. <laughs> During the Joker movie, you actually do see Bruce Wayne when he kills Bruce Wayne's parents. The, when the Joker kills them. Mm, right, So right, you right. see Bruce Wayne, and he's like an eight-year-old kid. Whilst the Joker it looks like to be in 40-something. his 40s or 50s. So it will definitely not make sense for mm. the Joker to be any kind of threat. When the Batman becomes, I don't know, 20, maybe? How old is he in this movie? 20-something? should be in his mid-20s, I imagine. Yeah. So it wouldn't make much yeah. sense. I mean, he will be 50-something. Could be. Could not be. We'll see. Because I do know Joaquin Phoenix did say mm-hmm. that he's not a sequel kind of guy. Yeah. But I believe he just recently agreed to a second movie of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the Joker. Maybe a Batman. I don't know. We'll see how what happens on that exactly. note. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know, but I really liked um, both of them. I just think, I just don't see how I could connect the two of them together. It would be Not great. It'd be, it would have to be a good script. Oh, That'd yeah. be the only thing, and I really don't know if I trust. Everyone will come to the movie theater, but you have to make it good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Do you want to go into some reviews? Yes, let's go into some reviews. So, first off. I keep going to Roger Ebert. I think they have interesting reviews. Okay. So, Roger Ebert gave it a three and a half stars. Okay. Um, so, they say, Matt Reeves, the Batman isn't a superhero movie. Not really. All the trappings are there. The Batmobile, the ragged suit, the gadgets, courtesy of a trusty butler, Alfred. And, of course, at the center is the crepe, caped crusader <laughs> himself, brooding, tormented, seeking his own brand of nighttime justice in a Gotham city that's spiraling into squalor and decay. But in Reeves' confident hands, everything is breathtakingly alive and new. Um, as director and co-writer, he's taken what might seem like a familiar tale and made it epic, even op- operatic. As Batman is more akin to a gritty 70s crime drama than a soaring and transporting blockbuster. With his kinetic, unpredictable action, it calls to mind films like The Warriors, as well as one of the greatest of all of them all in the genre, The French Connection. And with a series mm-hmm. of high-profile murders, driving the plot, it seems... It sometimes feels as if the Zodiac Killer is terrorizing the cities of Gotham. And yet, despite the touchstones, which is, this is unmistakably a Matt Reeves film, he accomplishes here what he did with his gripping entries in the Planet of the Apes franchise, created an electrifying, entertaining spectacle, but one that's grounded in real emotional stakes. This is a Batman movie that is aware of its own place within pop culture, but not in winking metafaction 
Rather, it acknowledges the comic book character's lore only to examine it and reinvent it in a way that's both substantial and daring. I think we, we totally touched on a lot oh, of that. Oh, definitely. And the yeah. connection that they make is also the connection that I made with Sherlock. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a Sherlock Moriarty kind of uh, relationship going on in there. Yeah. So the, he goes on to mention Robert Pattinson's performance. Um... Uh, with our past and taking over the role of Bruce Wayne, we have an actor who's not just prepared, but hungry to explore his, his figure's weird, dark mm-hmm. instincts. This is not the dashing heir to fortune prowling about kicking ass in a cool costume. This is Travis Bickle in the Batsuit, detached and disillusioned. He's two years into his tenure as Batman, tracking criminals from on high in Wayne Tower. Um, oh, so he had just started being the Batman. That's right, because I remember, that's probably why the police didn't trust him. Yeah, because he was because too he new. Because he was pretty new. Interesting. Um, you can see the rush he gets from swooping in and executing his version of vengeance, even beneath the tactical gear in eye black. (laughs) Pattinson is so skilled at making his beautiful angular features seem unsettling. Um, that's interesting. I just feel like we cannot overlook the meme that went around for the longest time with this movie. When does he put when the does he eyeshadow? When does he put on his eyeshadow? Because he doesn't have his eyeshadow on when he goes to, to like, around to meet people yeah. in normal. But then when he comes in on the suit, you can see that his it's whole so eyes funny. are black. Oh, when does man. he put the eyeshadow? All those videos where it's like, oh, wait, hold on, I'll be there in a second. They're killing the kids, no matter. They're killing him. Doesn't, I have to finish my eyeshadow. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find where he mentions that it should not get five stars. But I guess... Maybe he'll have some other judgment. But, oh, he ends it off by saying, this is the most beautiful Batman movie you've ever seen, even if it's not really a Batman movie at all. Ooh. Interesting. It's definitely not the same. It might be what we're commenting on the fact that it could just not be part of a universe. It's just the same thing that they did with the Joker, Mm -hmm. which is, yeah, this is the Joker, but it's not the Joker. It's just a Joker. (laughs) A Joker. A part of it. A different version retelling yeah this might not be your batman superhero but he's the batman Mm -hmm. so (laughs) the new yorker reviewed it and said "Eh, it's fine that's literally no it's title reviewed "Eh, it's fine (gasps) i mean i've been talking about it for the past 30 minutes so there is a lot to unpack from there yes but if you made me summarize this movie i guess that's what i will say I mean, yeah, it, it, it's good. Yeah. Go see it. <laughs> <laughs> End of the episode. Oh, man. Who got paid like 10K to make that eh, right there, that review? I have no idea. It says it was written by Richard Brody. Richard, whoever you are. The things matter. Words matter, not harder. I'm trying to find where he's. I'm sorry, I keep talking. <laughs> no, I just think that the Batman was just such a cre- incredible experiment for mm. DC to do and see what um, the new movies for these characters uh, have to offer. Because DC, what they've been doing is a lot of animation yeah. and a lot of shows like The Flash and... Also, some of their other Rina. projects haven't panned out successfully like financially. So, so they needed to like take a different... Fresh. Yeah, they and mm-hmm. they're also seeing what Marvel's doing. So they yeah. needed to come up and with something. And also, Marvel kind of finished its main, like, progression up until Endgame. Yeah. So maybe they think, like, oh... It's now our time. It's our time where we can have a little bit more of a stake. Because they're just doing 
like Shang Chi or Doctor Strange, yeah. sort of like more sequels and spinoffs in those series, but it's not necessarily the original main storyline. We'll talk about it that. when the time comes. Mm-hmm. But I think right now, um, Doctor Strange into the multiverse is actually one of the highest grossing movies. Well, we have to see it. We haven't even seen it yet. I know, but I think Marvel is far from done. Cause well, yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody loves Marvel. I've been trying to avoid um, Doctor Strange spoilers for the longest time. <laughs> and I've done we'll it successfully just okay. yet. I have another... Okay, so the, the New Yorker goes on to say, The emptiness below the movie's surface reflects the emptiness of the characters it depicts. They're reduced to a handful of traits and a backstory defined solely by their function in the plot. Even though the title character bases two identities and lives a double life constructed of careful and elaborate reasons, the Batman makes shockingly little of Bruce Wayne. Robert Pattinson's performance provides the only hint of substance in both persona, he maintains a stone face throughout, the utterly repressed expression that he lends them could suggest anything from self-discipline to existential anguish. Though I see it as a superhuman effort not to burst out laughing at the simulation of seriousness of any personality at all. The movie's solid dramatic architecture is essentially uninhabited. The Batman is a cinematic house populated only by phantoms with no trace of a complex mental life. Couldn't have said it better. You agree? (laughs) I mean, it's pretty much what I was saying. There's just not a lot to do there. He has no life, and well, do you that's agree that Robert Pattinson's performance is the only hint of substance? Well, yeah, that's also what I said about they brought Robert Pattinson to actually bring people to the theater. Well, no, they're all they're like, I don't even know. I'm just shocked. Okay, because this is the thing: if you had someone that is not known in the industry, such as Robert Pattinson, then you go see the movie and you just see this boring character, and you're like, that kind of sucked. But then you have Robert Pattinson. Is like at least I saw Robert Pattinson. You know, <laughs> at least I saw Breaking Down Part Three. Yeah, there's a yeah. whole difference between seeing someone that you know and just just seeing a random guy not acting. Yeah, and also there were like so many characters and so many people that we met. Yeah. In one way or another, where you felt like they had an importance, where it felt like we were very much were just plopped right into like the middle of the action, which is what they say you should mm-hmm. do. But I don't know. I feel like we all wanted to know more. I feel like at points he was like a Batman point of view. You mm. just go meet all of these characters and you follow him around the city. Exactly. It's not yeah. us seeing the Batman doing stuff. It's us with the Batman seeing what's happening around We're the city. We're not all knowing in yeah. this movie, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. But now, as I think about it more, I'm like, I'd love to know about the Penguin what he's doing, especially after you know, all the fallout. What's going to happen with the Riddler? Was that really the Joker? What's going to with Catwoman? Why is she not dating the Batman? Like, there's so many questions. Why was she? Have you seen their chemistry together? She doesn't know his face. They had great chemistry either way. She'll, he also she'll doesn't have a personality. Catwoman has a personality. No, he doesn't have a personality. Oh, well, if Bella can fall for him, then Catwoman can fall for him. Yeah, Bella shouldn't have fallen. Well, Bella, Bella doesn't have a personality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she fell for him because, like, oh, another guy like me. I'm so sorry, Kristen Stewart, if you're watching this. If we work together next time, I do like you. <laughs> oh, you like her too? I didn't know that. I mean, wasn't she in Charlie's Angels? I didn't see it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the last review I have is from IGN.com. Uh, so it says. Fear, Bruce Wayne tells us in a gloomy voiceover early in the Batman, is a tool. 
He's talking about how the presence of the Batman can be used to intimidate bad guys, but it's also possible writer-director Matt Reeves took this to heart for his approach to rebooting this famous superhero. This is the scariest Batman yet. I agree. Yep. Right from the violent opening scene, the message is clear. This is not your mother's creeped crusader. The this crow. is a creep, creeping, angry, white-knuckle-inducing psychological thriller with a heavy dose of crime noir. And believe it or not... Reeves absolutely pulls it off, achieving a grimly beautiful masterpiece. I agree. Yeah. The Batman stands on its own, but it's still dripping with cinematic references. Among the movies I thought about while watching, Zodiac, Seven, Chinatown, and Saw. Hmm. I definitely agree. You know what I didn't think too much about? Most of the previous live-action Batman movies. Its gritty realism is most similar to Christopher Nolan's trilogy, but this is a refreshing, bold, new cinematic take on The Dark Knight. I 100% agree. Yeah. I did not think much about the other ones no. honestly because I, I found no similar it's a new batman and mm-hmm. there's a, not a lot to also it's not with the levels. joker it is not with the joker which was actually yeah. quite impressive mm-hmm. and at points during the plot i was like they should put the joker <laughs> and at other points i was like i'm glad they didn't put the joker because you know the riddler deserves his moment because what weren't some of the movies in the 90s with the penguin being the main bad guy too yeah but i'm also sad that the penguin so wasn't the penguin well, he was the mafia penguin. Yeah. If he even was a mafia boss, I'm just going to keep well, associating him with a mafia yeah, boss. Yeah, Falcone, Falcone was actually the mafia guy and penguin exactly. was underneath him. But exactly. I think in the next movie, we'll actually see the rise of the penguin as the main mafia guy. I mean, he he has every At reason end, to be yeah. all like... Mm, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really like this movie. It was intense. It was a lot. But, you know, I think I survived. I loved the little marketing it did. There was a whole website that was shown at the end of the movie. And do you remember that? No. Well, they, like, like there's, like, a URL that flashed on the screen for some people when they were viewing it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I saw it, but I guess not. Um, so, I, I, I thought... We saw a URL. Maybe we didn't see a URL. But people saw a URL that took them to a website where you could try to decode some of the oh, Riddler's yeah, messages. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that now. Yeah, and then we noticed this when we walked out of the theater. If you shine your flashlight over the posters that they had up in the movie theater. Remember that where it had, like, the Riddler's Huh, thing? I don't remember that. You were there. You say- <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who pointed it out to me. Either way, I really like the subtle marketing on that. I had a bunch of people on my For You page talking about it when it first came mm-hmm. out. I think the hype has died down a little bit, but I think that helped with the hype a lot. For sure. Other than the memes. Really smart really marketing, which is really nice, mm-hmm. I think. And there was more like, it was like they didn't like reveal all the things about the website at once. Like, I think you had to like reveal some of the other mm-hmm. Riddler's clues, which totally ties in with how he worked in the movies. Yeah. Um, it actually reminds me a couple of marketing strategies that different movies have done. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this movie in which they had like an app that tells them when they're going to die in the movie. Yeah. And then you and can they actually, actually have download the app. the app. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I really. Overall, I really enjoyed it. I think you should watch it if if you even have like the faintest of interest in Batman. Yeah. You should totally watch it. I, I think, think it's, it's really a must. Good. Um, again, be prepared for the length. I knew it was long. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I knew it would be that long, but I can't say that I was bored or mad that I had to stay. Um, I think with I'm everything that I have said, mm-hmm. good or bad about this movie, I feel like overall I'm gonna give it a four out of five clapping mm-hmm. boards. I would say the same thing. Yeah. Um, definitely. I think the length is the only thing that would make me not give it a five mm-hmm. out of five. Um, 
because like I said, there were some moments <clears throat> where it's a I was bit long like, sometimes. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed it. Oh, such a good movie! And I kept looking over at you the whole time, being like, ah, I can't <laughs> look, I can't look. It just, it was actually really yeah. scary. It was, you can honestly consider it to be a horror movie. So. Yeah, definitely go see it and I watch think it on HBO. You can watch it on HBO. Try to mm-hmm. have a quiet space to watch it. Yeah. So you can actually enjoy what the director and the whole crew made. Mm-hmm. To be enjoyed, which is the sound, this the the visuals mm-hmm. is not only a movie, and I think that's what many people get it wrong. It's not just the movie; it's a whole experience that you're exactly. that you're getting with the Batman, and it's something that I really enjoy. And get ready to love that Nirvana song, because I love that Nirvana song. <laughs> I couldn't remember which one it is right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on, it's a good one. <laughs> Alright, I think that was it from yes. us. And thank you so much for having us and we'll have you again next week. For our next movie review. Woo! Woo. And, and-